How do you embrace your unique calling in the marketplace? How do we make our assignment become in alignment with the vision that God has given us? That's what we're talking about in today's episode. Stay tuned. Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field, and your business as an act of worship. Hey, my friends, it's Katie Horner. I'm excited to have you back on the Flamingo Advantage podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. You might notice the audio is a tad different than normal. This is taken from a video class that I taught uh, last year in correlation with the launch of our audiobook for the Flamingo Advantage. By the way, if you don't have that book, head over to the flamingoadvantage.com forward slash books and grab either a digital copy, a physical copy, or the audiobook. Uh, it's a really good book. <laughs> but we're talking about how to discern and how to walk out your unique calling in the marketplace today. And we're sharing that video from our archives with you. I hope that you will enjoy it. And so it is about marketing. It is about business, but it's so much more than that. Because when we can leverage the design that God gave us personally, uniquely, and we can use that to show the world how he can help them through our businesses, that's an advantage that the rest of the world doesn't have. That's an advantage that those who do not know Christ or name his name simply cannot have because they do not walk in relationship with him. And so it is your flamingo advantage. And I'm out here today calling all flamingos to come to the front to stand up tall and proud and pink and display the colors, display the quirks that God gave you and be proud of the way that he has uniquely designed you to serve others through your business. And so this is going to be around um, this idea of embracing that unique calling in the marketplace. And I want you to be thinking about this as we go through. I've got three points to go through. You may want to be taking notes. What I want us to, to focus in on today, the verse that came to mind when I was thinking about how do we embrace our unique calling in the marketplace? Lord, what do you what do you need these folks to hear from me that will encourage them to just step into who you made them and what you've asked them to do? And the scripture that came to mind is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. And it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, this is Paul talking, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in Christ Jesus before the world began. That's where I want to go with this first session today. How do we embrace our unique calling in the marketplace that God has put us in? We have to embrace the opposite of fear. There's another scripture that says, perfect love casts out fear. Well, who is the embodiment of perfect love? It's Jesus. And walking in relationship with him, even as a business owner, or especially as a business owner, maybe I should say, is the key to embracing that uniqueness in your calling and having success there. And so this passage, 2 Timothy 1, is saying, don't be afraid, but instead have power 
have love and have a sound mind. And so I want to look at each of those three individually. And I want us to, to go a little bit deeper here. How do I embrace unique? How do I stand up out of how God made me unashamedly, unapologetically in a marketplace and make an impact for him? And so that first one, do not have the spirit of fear, but of power. Power comes from your God. It comes from knowing him. It comes from walking with him. It comes from that filling of the spirit as you walk in relationship with him. I'm going to read here from Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14. He says, behold, the heaven and the heaven of the heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. And so our God owns everything. And when we walk with the God who owns everything, we have the confidence that allows us to market what he's put in our hands, that allows us to steward what he's put in our hands. Another scripture that talks about God being the owner of it all is First Chronicles 29, 11. And there again, it says the God who owns it all, right? So if God owns everything, and maybe I should just stop and ask right here, like, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe that what is in there is true? Because if he says he owns it all, then doesn't that include your business? Like there's another passage, he owns the cattle on a thousand hill. Like God owns it all. He created it. He spoke it into existence and he continues to speak it into existence through the things that he allows us and gifts us the talents and abilities to do. If he owns it all, everything in the heavens and in the earth is his, does that include your business or does it not? And the answer is kind of rhetorical, like, yeah, I guess so, right? And so if God owns the business, what does that make me? It makes me the CEO. It makes me the manager, the steward of this business that he's put in my hands. And so now I'm no longer in charge of my own thing. I'm in charge of this thing that God is doing, and he's entrusted me to grow it. He's entrusted me to steward it. He's giving me the power, the knowledge, the abilities to be able to go out there and do what he wants to do with this business that he's put in my hands. It's entirely freeing if you can think about your business that way. It's something that God has entrusted to me to manage or steward on his behalf. And when we're thinking about stewardship, we're not just thinking about like maintaining, we're thinking about growing. We're thinking about how do I take care of this in a way that leaves it better off than I found it. And I can't do that if I'm giving things away if I'm giving it all away and running it into the ground, if I'm spending the resources in a way that I have nothing left, then I have nothing left to work with, right? And so this stewardship implies certain responsibilities, even as it gives us certain freedoms in our business. And so that power to know that God owns it all and I get to steward this on his behalf gives me the power and the confidence to be able to show up and say, I'm not asking you to buy my thing today. I'm asking you to invest in what God wants to do in your life or your business through the gifts and abilities he's given us to help you get to that place. It's about how we change their life. Pat Flynn was one of my early mentors in business, and he has a saying, this is, if you want to change their life, you have to change their day first. How do we show them that what God has gifted us can change their life? And God has given us that power. He's also promised wisdom in James chapter one. Many men lack wisdom, let him ask of God. We have that supernatural power in our business when we walk away from fear and when we walk into the confidence of that relationship and that power of God over our business. The second thing that we see there is love. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power 
and of love and of a sound mind. So love is number two, and love will change the world. When you think about the greatest of these is love in 1 Corinthians 13, said, even though I give all my goods to feed the poor, but if I don't have love, it doesn't mean anything. Even though I could move mountains, even though I could do miracles, if I didn't show love, it would mean nothing. And so if I want to embrace that uniqueness in my business, I've got to show love the way God shows me to show love. I've got to show love like he shows love in my business. What does that look like? It looks like marketing with kindness. It looks like not speaking down to people or chewing them out in my marketing. It means loving them in my customer service. It means loving them in my sales calls, being more concerned about their next right step than I am about my own sale. Because I know that God pays my salary, not my client. It's that confidence that says, if God loved me, then I can love you. And love will change the world. Love is what changed our eternal destiny and it continues to change the world. Now, does that mean it's all love and nothing else? Well, no, you have to have standards. You have to have regulations. You have to have policies that you abide by, right? But you can abide by your policies in love. You can do all of those things with kindness. It doesn't have to be snotty. It doesn't have to be short-tempered. It doesn't have to be speaking down to those stupid people who don't get it, right? Like none of that has to be there when you're using the love of Jesus Christ that he pours through you into your business. Love will change the world. First Corinthians 13, the end of that chapter says, the greatest of these is love. Even though you gave it all away to feed the poor, even though you had all the money in the world, even though you were the most famous person ever, if you have not love, and specifically that word charity means love in action, it means nothing. It has no consequence whatsoever. And so we have to incorporate that love, which again, perfect love casts out fear. People scared to work with you, when they know how much you love them, it takes away that fear. Loving them, perfect love, cast out fear, and the greatest of these is love. And then that last one, the sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so when I think about the sound mind, the thing that comes to me is someone who is solid in their knowledge and solid in their strategies. We need power. We need the relationship with our God to be able to manage our business, have the wisdom to know what to do. We need love because that's what's gonna attract our people and help us to be able to serve them and help, help them get that change that they're looking for. But we also need a sound mind. We also need that quality education and knowledge to be able to know how to grow our business. We also need those solid strategies to be able to know what's working in the marketplace right now. And how do I move this forward? And so the sound mind, that solid knowledge, again, going back to, to James chapter one, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God absolutely knows what your next step should be. And some of us haven't asked him what that is. So we got to start there. But then the second thing is, scripture says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And here again, if you believe your Bible is truth, then Everything you need for life and godliness, I believe that life piece encompasses your business because that is part of your life, right? And so if he has given me everything I need for life and godliness, then everything I need to grow this business that he's put in my hands to grow is included in that phrase. So Lord, where are you going to show me those resources? Where do I find them? And we find it oftentimes in community. We find it in classes. We find it by asking him, what's the next step? What do I need to learn next? Who do I need to learn from next? Where do I need to find support? 
to stay in this, to stay motivated, to stay encouraged, and to be able to move forward. This is part of having that sound mind. It's not wishy-washy. It's not going back and forth and changing your mind every other day about what we're doing. It's finding a strategy or finding an action plan and then sticking to it. With all the wisdom that we have that God gives, with all the wisdom that we can gather from others, from their experiences and from their advice, and being able to make a plan and stick with it. And so this is how we are able to have success in our marketplace, is just embracing that unique calling. God put you here as a CEO of your business. And 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. And so if he put you here, he called you to this, then he absolutely knows what he's doing because he says he'll do it through you. Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. If he called you to this, he's not expecting you to do this on your own strength. He's already planning to give you what you need to do this, to do it through you if you're just willing to be that vessel and allow him to work through you in the lives of the people that your business touch. And so this is your calling in the marketplace. It's to be that channel. It's to stand up and be unique in the fact that this is not about me. All those other business owners are out there clobbering each other to get to the top of the dollar sign line and say, I've got X number of figures in my business. I've got X number of money in my bank account. I've got X number of cars in my garage. That's not what God says is success. He says, if anyone will glory, let him glory in this, that he understands and knows me. Walking with him in the power of his spirit, letting him be the owner and us be the CEO, having that love that will get to our people and help change them so they can change the world. Because this is all like a ripple effect. When I do what I was created to do, I am empowering other people through my gifts and talents so that they can be complete to do what they were created to do. So then they're going out to empower other people with what they were created to do. And it just keeps going from there. But if I back down because of fear, or if I back down because I let frustration get in my way and I'm not loving the way I need to love, or if I back down and go in my own strength rather than reaching out for that wisdom that God has provided, I mess it all up. If I'm going to embrace that unique calling in the marketplace, it includes all three of these areas, walking in the power of the relationship with him, walking in the power of the love from him, and walking in the sound mind, which is that knowledge and wisdom from him. And so I've got three questions for you here. Number one is that question I started with, do you believe your Bible? Do you believe what God says in his word is true? Because if it is, then you get to act on truth in confidence. There is no more fear around this when I know what God wants me to do because he said it, not because my Sunday school teacher said it, not because my parents said it, not because my friends on Facebook say it, right? But because God said it. I don't want you taking anything I say today and take my word for it. That's why I'm giving you the scriptures. I want you to go back and study it for yourself so you can know from what God says, this is what I'm supposed to do. But then that second question is, who is the source of your power? Have you been leaning into the power of that relationship with God for what you need to run this business on a day-to-day basis? Or have you been leaning into your own strength? What can you do to love your people better, your clients, your prospective clients, that audience at large who are watching you on YouTube or on social media every day, how could you love them better? And then the final question is, what knowledge or strategies do you need to take your business to the next step? Now, I understand not all of us will know right off the bat, I need this with perfect clarity, but I'm pretty sure you've got an idea. I need some outside perspective, 
I need to get finances in order. I need an influx of cash, a cash infusion, right? How do I get money quickly? What is it that you need to move your business forward? They say there's six degrees of separation. Anyone you need to know or anything you need to know from someone could be just six people connections away. But if we never ask, we don't get answers. Thank you so much, my friends, for listening. Remember, your message matters. Someone out there needs you today to get your message to the world. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. We'll see you in the next one. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show. 